This podcast is called I Am My Mother's Daughter, where we will be exploring how mothers project their issues onto their young daughters through Bouvard's The Second Sex, Childhood, and Ferrante's My Brilliant Friend. As a child, people always said I looked just like my mother, and I never understood this. How could I, at the young age of five, be so comparable to this 40-year-old woman? I loved my mom. She had blonde hair and wide hips just like me, but that's where the similarity seemed to stop. As they said, you look just like your mom, they added, I bet you'll look just like her when you grow up. This scared me. I didn't have a problem looking like my mother. I always thought she was beautiful, but I worried that I'd become like her. I was too young to see my mom as an individual in person. Instead, I saw her as an addition to me, someone who would always be there, someone to look up to. But I saw her faults also, how she was weak around my father, how he had taken over as the dominant provider in the household, cooking, cleaning, and bringing in the money. While she wanted me to be just like her, I desired anything but. It took me many years to understand that although my mother did not stand up against my father, that did not make her weak, that she was the person I aspired to be. At such a young age, though, I wanted to rebel. I wanted to be anything like her. Beauvoir explains this in childhood. Beauvoir says, The daughter is both her double and another. The mother cherishes her and at the same time is hostile to her. She imposes her own destiny on the child. It is a way to proudly claim her own femininity and also to take revenge on it. Thus women, given the care of a little girl, are bent on transforming her into the woman like themselves with zeal and arrogance mixed with resentment. What bothered me so much about people saying that I looked just like my mother was that I knew it was true. She had always tried to push her expectations onto me, whether it was beauty standards, relationship standards, or just a general consensus on the world. My mother wanted my and her views to align. Beauvoir explains that while mothers may have good intentions, they want more than anything for their daughters to be acceptable in society. I saw this through my own mother, projecting her body image issues and relationship issues onto me. At a young age, this can be very detrimental. I realized that it was a universal experience as a child, that when your mother got on a diet, that meant you had to too. Even as an underweight child, when my mom went on the keto diet, so did I. I didn't understand this. Why would I need to? Why did any woman need to? My mom ran a lot. She was healthy, and while I did not want to be compared to her, I had never saw her as anything less than beautiful. And while I believe she just wanted someone to go through that with her, it started years of body image issues in myself, constantly comparing myself to other women and wondering, do I need to be put on a diet? Even before I had gotten to middle school. My mom was already a healthy person. She ate salads for lunch and ran marathons on the weekend but she would obsessively pull at her stomach, pointing out fat that wasn't there. I didn't see it as an issue until I started to do the same. Even before I had gotten to middle school, I had looked down at my stomach, my thighs, looking at all the fat that wasn't even there yet, scared of when it would be. I saw myself through my mother, and my mother saw herself through me. Beauvoir talks about how daughters resent their mothers for this. While fathers take pride in their maleness and project this onto their sons, mothers feel shame and project this onto their daughters. Lenu and Ferrante's My Brilliant Friend also shares this fear of becoming like her mother.
Lenu says her body repulsed me. She was a dark, blonde, blue-eyed voluptuous. Nor did her right leg work properly. Lenu goes on to have nightmares about this, waking up in a panic, dreaming too that her leg is disabled just like her mother. When our moms feel that they have to be perfect, we internalize that as young children, feeling that we too have to be perfect. Along with my mother projecting her body issue images onto me and how this would affect me at a young age, she also projected her relationship issues onto me. For most of my childhood, my parents didn't have the healthiest relationship. Even before they started fighting, they never were very affectionate. I never saw them taking care of each other, just me and my sister. At such a primitive age, I began to internalize this. I feel like this has affected me in many of my future relationships, not only romantic, but with friends as well. My parents rarely expressed how they felt about each other, and when they did, it was usually through screaming. I wanted to avoid this at all costs, which led me to shut people out. I projected my parents' lack of communication onto my future relationships and began to get quiet when things started to go wrong. At the first sign of conflict with friends, I cowered away, just like my mom would to my father. This power dynamic she instilled in me showed that men were always the dominant ones, always in control, always making the decisions, and that the women just had to go with it. When I started dating, this only got worse. I chose men that resembled my father, ones that were violent, ones that would belittle me and were not afraid to yell. While I knew this was not ideal, this is all I had ever seen, so I thought it was normal. Lila and Linu not only experience this with the violence in their neighborhoods, but with the violence in their own households. While their mothers have strong opinions on how they should behave, the fathers ultimately decide what is best for them. Lila can see this demonstrated when she begs her parents to go to school. Lila's father went into an uncontrollable rage. The quote says, in fact, his wife's attempts to stop him increased his fury, and even if he wasn't mad at her, he ended up beating her. While we don't get to see how Lila's marriage pans out, we know that at a young age, Stefano threw rocks at her to get her attention. We can only assume that this translates into the rest of her marriage, where the line between affection and violence is sometimes blurred. It's been said many times before, that women tend to marry men that are like their father. While not having the best relationship with my father, my goal was to always avoid this. After intrinsically searching out men that were like my father, I tried my hardest to avoid it, looking for men that were gentle, never yelled at me, never belittled me. But people aren't always perfect, and when these things did happen, I reverted to my mother's ways. I cowered, I went silent, I stood down. While men and fathers play a large role in this, it is ultimately mothers who define their daughters, from a young age projecting how they want to look onto how their daughters should look. And while not the mother's fault, as a young child we are constantly observing the world around us, looking at our parents as role models, compartmentalizing that for years to come we should behave as they do. While my mother was the first to project her body image issues onto me, society has set an unattainable beauty standard that all women crave.
While I've worked hard to undo the pressure society has put on me, when I think about getting a salad or a cheeseburger, I have that voice in the back of my head saying, will those jeans fit? Do you really want those extra weights? And I learned that that voice is my mother's. When it comes to relationship issues, as this is all new for me, I can't help but wonder if this is how I, as a human being, handle relationships. Or if I'm imitating what I saw as a young child through my parents. Because I was so young, I took everything at face value. Observing my mother from one point of view without ever thinking about how she was truly feeling. While she projected her issues onto me, I have no resentment for her. I am proud to be my mother's daughter. But ultimately, I hope to be better than her.